Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday, the final full week before the holidays begin. Can I say that? There are people that are going to do like a, maybe even a half day or possibly a full day on Christmas Eve, right? I guess yeah. next week is a full week. It can be a full week for some. Yeah, it's, I think the majority takes it off, especially because once the school's out, which happens next week, a lot of people are like, yeah, I'll just start my vacation too. So if that's you and you get a full two weeks, for example, good for you. That's great. Our uh, phones are open on After 9 today. You can reach us during the podcast, which we usually do between uh, 9.45 and 10.30-ish. 519-772-4684 is our number. Before we get too far into things, what happened in America this weekend and here was fucked up. We're talking about spring-style thunderstorms, which led to tornadoes in December. Yeah. In the U.S. Midwest. It was intense here, even. 100 kilometer per hour winds here. Hang hang on. Actually, I've got the stats from Hydro One. They say 60 transformers were damaged and 250 utility poles were broken in that wind. At its peak, 490,000 people were without power. But what happened in America, where they got the brunt of the storm, that was really bad. Mm -hmm. I'm at work in Mayfield, and we are trapped. Please, y'all, get us some help. We're at the candle factory in Mayfield. Y'all, please send us some help. We are trapped. The wall is stuck on me. Nobody can get to us. We can't move. Please, y'all, pray for us. We were all in the self-safe shelter place. The whole building fell. What do you do? The whole fucking building fell down, and they had almost no warning that this was coming. Almost none. Were emergency crews on the way at that time? I assume so because they had their phones. Yeah, I, I believe they'd placed the call, and I don't think that they were uh, in a, a. They weren't far out. They were in town so emergency services could get to them the problem is there were so many calls for help yeah and i don't even know how you prioritize that how do you i mean there's probably a way but you're right she had a wall on her that's insane thank god i've never had to deal with anything like that and god i hope i never will that is just tragic what is happening or what happened over the weekend Mm -hmm. in america uh while we're playing stuff i want to completely opposite direction here i do want to play something for you Around this time of year, a lot of people will do something nice for the delivery drivers. If your house is anything like mine, it's a nonstop parade of Amazon and UPS. Envelopes on boxes, on other envelopes, on more boxes. Yes. And I do think it's kind when people will leave out snacks or treats for those delivery drivers who are putting in the hours right now. Mm -hmm. They really are. One driver sung when he saw his treat. In fact, he was singing when he came up the driveway. And he actually made a song that I think is only missing a beat and it could probably be a top 40 hit cat. This is going to shock you how good this delivery driver is when he discovers they left out treats for him. So he's walking up the driveway now. He's got the package. Can you hear that? He's singing. Yes. Delivery drivers, help yourselves. <laughs> thank you much. Thank you much. Thank you much. Got some trail made. <laughs> With some truth. Oh, nature valley. <laughs> In a parade. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was... Nature Valley. He nailed it. Nailed wow. it. Thank you. Let's hear that one more time. <laughs> In a power aid. In a power aid. 
Guy's got a good voice. Oh, man, he if, does. If he ends up getting famous from this video because of his voice or he ends up on America's Got Talent or something, that is amazing. No, if I'm Nature Valley's PR person, I'm like, boop, boop, boop. I'm calling up whoever posted the video and like, I need to figure out who the person is. Guys, pretty sure we just got a jingle written for us and we just got to find this particular driver. <laughs> It's good. That's very good. I like that. And by the way, if you can do that, like we mentioned, you know, if you can do it, if you can manage to to help them out, give us something, a little something. Maybe it's a little money. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's snacks. Maybe it's drinks at the door. Whatever. That's nice. Did you watch Michael Strahan go into space this weekend? I watched none of it, but I did see his post interview. Even he said it was really short. Well, yeah, it was only ten minutes. Yeah, it was only ten minutes. That's all you get up there. But to be fair, you know that going into it. Yeah, but still, I mean, if somebody says, go into space, I'll think, yeah, I'd rather 10 minutes in space than no time in space, but I'm still allowed to feel like I got ripped off when I get back. Yeah, I I feel like he probably felt that way because he did say it was a magical experience. It's such, almost like an out-of-body experience. It's hard to even believe it happened. The feeling of almost being completely out of control. You completely trust your life is in the hands of other people. You're looking going up. And you're looking at darkness and you realize, I'm going to change and go from darkness to look down at light instead of light to look up at darkness. It was too short. (laughs) The trip was too short. When you're getting ready to do something like this, then the I love you's and, and all the things that come out that you would not expect to hear before this trip happened, which in a lot of ways was transformational and, and my understanding of how much I love people here, how much people love me here and the importance of it okay that's good hang on can we just focus on that end part for a second yeah did that not freak you out michael strahan said it surprised him even the people that would express that express things to him knowing that he was going up in a rocket because i think that the odds of him dying up in there are i mean way more than like a drive to work would be right sure you assume something could go wrong Uh, do we have stats on how many people have been killed on a recreational trip to space i'm gonna say it's a hundred percent safe because nobody has died so far not yet but anything can go wrong. Yeah. So did that not freak him out? I mean, he's getting ready to take off that morning, let's say, whatever it is. He knows. Like, obviously, his wife has things to say. His kids, he hugged his kids, whatever. But then, like, other people around him. He said, like, everyone around him is just, like, telling him how they felt about him. Would that not freak you out? Like, why are you talking like I'm going to fucking die? Can you not do that? Because it seems like there's a chance he could die. <laughs> there's a, there's a, like I said, there's a better chance than normal. But doesn't that go through your mind? It must have. Incredible. One more thing I want to play. This could be a game changer, and I'm wondering how you feel about it, because I feel like this is a great idea at the wrong time. The FDA, and we're all right into taking things that are approved by the FDA now. Oh, yeah, we love the FDA. The FDA has now officially approved eye drops that alter your pupil in such a way you don't need glasses. You put these things in, it takes a few minutes to work, and then you can see like you could see if you had glasses. I'm going to play the doctor, one of the doctors behind this, explaining v- Vuity? V- V-U-I-T-Y. How would okay. you say it? Vuity? Vuity? Here's the doctor. Vuity is going to be a drop that you use once a day, and it actually uses the eye's natural ability for the pupil to get smaller. Now, when the pupil gets smaller, it actually extends our depth of focus so that we're actually able to see up close. And using this drop once a day, what they saw was it starts working actually within 15 to 30 minutes and can last for patients from anywhere from like up to six to 10 hours. Wow. Would you take the drop and can the drop replace glasses or LASIK like so many have done? Yeah, I don't know. When I was reading about this, it was mostly like good for if you ha- if you need reading glasses. And let's say you need reading glasses and you teach a class and you have to use those reading glasses and take them, put them on your face, take them off your face, put them on your face, take them off. That seems irritating to me. I've never been in that situation. I had laser eye surgery done last year, but I had to wear them all the time. That would have been great for cert- in certain circumstances, but I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know if I'd be, if I'd be like rushing to put that in my eyeball, but I'm also weirded out by eye stuff. You know, it kind of weirds me out a little bit. It kind of freaks me out. Even the laser eye, I, I couldn't think about doing it when I was doing it. I was just trying desperately to think about anything else, but even though it's really hard to do that, who volunteered to be like, yeah, put that in my eye. Let's see what happens. But Hey, this is, maybe this is one step to yeah, the next level. I mean, like that doctor mentioned there, some people had good results for six to 10 hours. 
Like, imagine this is something that you wake up doing every morning for people who typically wear glasses. It's a game changer. I'd imagine it's not cheap, but it's a game changer. I would think so, too. I mean, I remember when I had LASIK, you go in with glasses, you come out and you can see and everything is completely normal. It's crazy. And it it really is life changing. And I imagine it would be a similar experience when you get these drops dropped in your eyes. But how much do we really know about it? They haven't been around that long. Will they damage your eyes permanently? Are these helping to repair whatever's wrong with your eyes? We don't know. But the FDA says they're good. So if the FDA says they're good, I imagine we can probably roll with these, couldn't we? That's cool. Well, I'm glad. Uh, hopefully there's enough people to give it a try. Again, I wonder what the cost is on this. That's my question. But yeah. I'm not sure if they've even released that because it's new. They are new. As, as I understand it, once they're available, like through your pharmacies and stuff, it's going to be co- priced comparably to contact lenses. Okay. So if it works out that you take con or that you spend two, three bucks a day on your dailies. Okay, so it'll be about two to three bucks per couple of drops of this stuff. Okay. Either way, it's like liquid gold. If you can make people see that can't see just with some drops, I think that's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of anything that's progress to changing the way that we have to live, you know? I like it. On Friday, we got ghosted by Doug. Fucking guy didn't even show up for the news well, conference. it goes kind of hand in hand with the rumor that we heard right before it happened. Do you think there's something to that? Well, what, there, what it, what, the rumor was, for those that missed this... That he's isolating and it does not have to do with COVID. He's isolating for a different medical reason. That was a rumor. Guys, I'm going to make it perfectly clear. That was a rumor that I saw. So not confirmed. And this What ha- would he be isolating for that's not COVID? Well, this happened, by the way, before, you know, we found out that he wasn't going to be there. This rumor was out there after the announcement was made that there was going to be an announcement. You know how they always do an announcement to an announcement? That's when it came out that somebody in the Ford government leaked it, preferred to be anonymous, that he wouldn't actually be there because he's isolating. And we don't know why. That was the rumor. Could be a close contact. So when he didn't actually show... Correct. You're absolutely right. It could have been a close contact. Maybe he didn't want to draw attention to the fact that he was close with someone who, whatever, wasn't vaxxed. I mean, who knows? He he obviously had his reasons. That's fine. Uh, The vax thing doesn't seem to matter. I mean, uh, Dr. Fauci did a ton of interviews this weekend. And in one of them, he said of the confirmed Omicron cases in America, a third of them have been fully vaxxed and had a booster. Masai Ujiri, president, general manager of the Raptors, he's fully vaccinated and had a booster and he caught it. This particular government source that works for the Ford, again, works for the Ford government, according to what I saw said it was stressed it was not COVID. It was not COVID. Hmm. And I do not know the answer to that, what he would be isolating for if that rumor is true. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe something else is going on there. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> All right, let's hear a little bit of what came down on Friday. Good afternoon, everyone. Throughout the pandemic, our government's top priority has always been to protect the health and well-being of all Ontarians. Our cautious approach and recent health care investments, combined with high vaccination rates, have kept hospital and intensive care unit stable and, uh, and low at this point. However, with cases expected to increase during the winter months, and as we continue to monitor the evolving global evidence around the Omicron variant, we must remain vigilant. How many times have we heard this, by the way? Must remain visual. How many times have we seen Christine trot out there and, well, because of this, now we got to do that. More from Friday. We are still learning about the new variant, but we can expect that the months ahead may be very challenging. The actions we take today will help ensure that our communities stay safe this winter. Like, I swear to God, this is the script from Wave 3. Mm-hmm. They're just replaying it. This is not, It might not even be a new news conference. Just replay the last one, because it's the same thing. That is why, in consultation with the Chief Medical Officer of Health, we are taking action to further encourage vaccination and help limit the spread of COVID-19 and the Omicron variant. This will help reduce the risk of transmission during the winter months and further encourage every eligible Ontarian to get their shot so that Ontario's hospital capacity is protected. In line with Ontario's cautious approach throughout the pandemic and in light of the Omicron variant, we are adjusting Ontario's COVID-19 response 
to strengthen proof of vaccination requirements and enhance public health measures. So basically what she did was she went on to say that you have to use the QR code version of your Vax passport when you go somewhere. It's not enough to just have the regular paper copy that says you got Moderna on this date and AstraZeneca on the other one. Right. That's no longer it. You've got to use the the QR code. I don't know that the problem right now is so much people using a fake Vax passport. I think part of the problem is there's a lot of people that just plain aren't asking for a Vax passport. Yep. Everybody. When it comes up online, seems to have a story of, I went to this restaurant. Nobody checked. I have a couple of DJs on my Facebook. One of them, Marcus, commented he's done five weddings since October. Zero of those banquet halls have asked him Mm -hmm. for proof of vaccination, even Mm -hmm. though he's there and working and interacting Mm -hmm. with the crowd. Zero. He said the amount of people not wearing masks. He said, basically, it's just the staff that's wearing masks. The guests aren't. And I don't know what happens if too many people aren't wearing their mask. Does the banquet hall come in and throw up the ugly lights and say, everybody go home because you're not wearing your masks. They're not going to do that. No, no, they're making, well, they're making money. Yes. And I, so similar, I was at a banquet hall for an event not long ago and same thing. And I went, does someone need to see this? You know, just, does anyone? Nope. They were just kind of trusting the organizer of this particular event to make sure that they collect. And they did, by the way. I mean, the the organizer of the event did make sure everybody was double vaxxed and asked them this on the way in. Um, But that was it. I didn't have to show anything and no masks either. But I don't know. I'm also like, you know, if if they're supposed to get fined, who gets in trouble for that is my question. The business. The the business. Unless you yourself are doing something fraudulent. Like if you have a fake vax passport and you use it, then it's on you. But if the business doesn't check, then they would. Yeah, get not a lot of it. Not a ton of businesses are Scott. Not a lot of them are, from what I could tell. I've, I've actually only had my QR scan, QR code scanned. I think once or twice. I've never had it scanned. You've never had it scanned once. I had it scanned. They've asked to see it, but nobody's actually scanned. Yeah, I've had it scanned twice. I, th- I believe twice. One was at a restaurant, and one was in the mall. Okay, so now you have to scan it, and they want you to use that. It's not the Arrive Can app. What's the the scanner app? Because the government has a scanner app that you can use to check the validity of the codes. And I think they said it's going to be mandatory. And that seems weird to me because that, again, is the government wanting to have full knowledge of where you went. And I can't figure out why. Why they'd want to know that, oh, I went to the food court at Fairview. Or I went to a restaurant in Guelph. They'll know all that if they're scanning the codes. Now, they say they aren't collecting too much information from that, but I don't know. Like, Why are they insistent that you have to use the app, you got to use the QR code? They must want that well, data for something. I don't know if they're using the data. I'm not too skeptical of that, to be honest with you. I think it's just the easiest way to make sure that you're verified. You can you can make up a, the, vac- the original vaccine certificate. It was so easy to just make up on your own. This is not easy to make up. You can't make up a QR code that's going to be verified with another app. You can't. So this is their way to just make sure that they're being secure about it. So we'll be reviewing um, the uh, any risk to our school setting. I, I do believe uh, it's true now as it was um, weeks or months ago. Our schools remain safe. The pre- best practices that we've put in play uh, are keeping our children safe. And the immunization strategy that we started for the 5 to 11-year-olds will only further protect them. So at present, we're not contemplating any closures uh, earlier uh, than anticipated and any delays in opening. Um, uh, but I am concerned about the rise in Omicron across Ontario uh, as of... This is the chief medical officer of health who completely blew off a question about schools. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why. I mean, it was a fair question. And I apologize because I don't know who the reporter was at Queen's Park that asked him that. But he asked him, are there any more restrictions coming in? And what about the schools? Because I'm sure you've heard it. I've heard it. Schools will stay closed a week after the holidays or they'll close a couple of days before they're supposed to get out just to try and stem the spread. Because there is spread. There's a lot of cases in schools. The government's numbers say that's where the majority of the cases are coming from in children. So I don't know why he just blew that over, but whether it's him or Ford or Elliot or Lecce, they just keep, oh, no, no, schools are safe. And they changed the subject. Really, really strange to me, and I can't quite figure out why. But the good news is no formal restriction on gatherings. It's not like you got to be capped at 10 people and if you've got 11 bylaws coming over to haul your ass to jail. 
I think they know. And maybe it's just me. Uh, I think we know we're at a stage where we don't give a shit what they would have said. I truly don't give a shit what they say. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it anymore because I'm really at a stage where I, I, I don't, I don't care. I'm doing all the right things. I'm, you know, gathering with my bubble, basically. I'm not having a rager. Okay, fine. That's, by the way, out of my comfort, you want to have a rager of your own, fucking go for it. I truly don't care anymore. And when it comes to the schools, if the Omicron variant is spreading, we know it spreads fast, but it's mild. It's basically like a bad, I know it's not a cold, but basically. It's, it acts like a cold. It acts like a, thank you. It's, it's dressed like a cold. It's, it's in a cold outfit. It's in an outfit that looks awfully like a very, very mild flu or maybe a cold. And that's all it looks like. I don't understand why we got to shut schools right the fuck down for it. If our hospitalization numbers are still fine, why are we shutting down schools? They're sick. Keep them out of class until they're better. Like, period, the end. I'm just so fucking sick of it. So if there's a, uh, let's say you, there's a kid that's got COVID and he's in class, you think just pull the kid out of class, but class should continue on? I, or or should they shut down that they whole can cohort? Go, I'm okay with going class by class. Like, hey, the, I, and I know it spreads easily. And it's hard to say, like, it's just one class. So you know that kid has a sibling. Or the kid who he infected has a sibling, and, and that's in a different grade, and that affects that class. But I just, I feel like, just get that class tested. And whoever does have, be, is positive, I guess keep them out, but try to find a way to make it work. I, I just, like closing down the whole fucking school, really? That's a lot of students. I, I think they're looking at the amount of cases in certain schools and thinking, oh, fuck, well, this yeah. isn't good. I mean, and some out- of the schools do have a lot of if cases. If it's outrageous, okay, totally. But I just hate the, the constant conversation of Christmas break extended. Is this going to happen? Like, yeah, I sure fucking hope not. I sure fucking hope not. <laughs> I don't think it will, to be honest with I you. So I really either. don't. Because they'd have to so. admit they were wrong, and they almost got caught in that trap last year. And oh, yeah. schools are safe, and then they shut them down for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they want to do that again. So I think the goal is keep schools open, no matter how bad it is. It could be fucking on fire, and they're keeping that school open because if they close it, people are going to lose their minds, and I think they know that. Uh, Dr. Fauci, though, he did come up earlier, and I just want to play this from yesterday. He did a Canadian interview. He was on CBC talking about Omicron. Well, there are three major questions that everyone is asking right now since it was recognized literally just a week or so ago. And that is, A, is it transmissible? Is it transmissibility much higher than the other variants? Namely, does it have a transmission advantage over Delta? Looking at what's going on, In South Africa, which has the most data, it looks like that its doubling time is clearly less and shorter, which means it transmits more rapidly than Delta and very likely other variants also. The next is, does it evade immune responses? Uh, It's referred to as immune evasion. And the answer is that it seems to evade the protection of certain but not all monoclonal antibodies And it certainly diminishes the protection from what we call the two-dose mRNA vaccine regimen. But the good news about that is that people who have gotten boosted, namely the third dose of an mRNA, particularly the Pfizer, which we have the most data, that reconstitutes the protection to a very good level, which is very encouraging news. And the last question is, what is the level of severity that this particular variant induces in people when they get disease. And although the data are still preliminary and you don't want to make any final conclusions, it looks like it might be that the, the level of severity is less with Omicron than it is with Delta. This is the data we're getting from South Africa, some recent data from the UK. Uh-huh. So Okay, so that's that. You just heard Fauci himself say it. Do they get the news at Queen's Park? Again, I'm wondering that because here's one of the world's leading experts on infectious diseases, and even he's saying it doesn't appear to be that serious. It's not a serious infection. So my question is, why are we doing all this? Why are we strengthening the 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 Vax passport system and good God, holy fuck, boost the shit out of everybody? It's like a goddamn train coming at us. Ah, oh, no, we're going to be locked down again. 
Should we really, really be sinking this much time, money, and effort into stopping the spread of Omicron? Or should we just acknowledge that, yeah, a lot of people are going to get it. It's highly transmissible, but your odds of a severe outcome are extremely low, particularly if you're vaccinated, particularly if you're boosted. Why don't we just let it fucking run wild? Wow. The entire province is going to have a cold for a day, a runny nose and maybe a headache. Omicron party. Woo. Cough on my shit, man. Cough all over my water bottle if you got it. But that's what I'm wondering is why are we trying so hard to stop it? Maybe we should just let it go. When it comes to the boosters, I mean, that to me, yeah, that's another that's another um, thing that we can do to be safe. I get it. And we don't. It's not necessarily for Omicron. Don't forget that we're talking about Omicron right now. We might be talking about a fucking new one next month. We might be talking about a new one the month after that. Or maybe it's going to take four or five months before there's any more mutations. But we know mutations happen and variants happen. So if we know that this booster now might protect us from whatever the fuck comes after Omicron, uh, then okay, great. But yeah, when it comes to Omicron specifically, stop pushing the panic button on it. Yeah. I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't give a shit. Bring it. Let's go. Did you notice that he said when you have got your two doses of vaccine, he didn't say fully boosted anymore or fully vaccinated Mm -hmm. anymore. He used to say two shots, you're fully vaccinated. Now he's not. Even that, even the good doctor at Queens Park wouldn't confirm that you're fully vaccinated after two shots. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people to hear. Those people who, who were told, do it. You got to do it. Do it for you. Do it for your friends. Do it for your neighbors. It's the best way to, it's the protection that you need. This is our path back to normal. And there's been rumors that eventually it might not be two doses to be fully vaccinated. And I'm starting to think that there's no such thing as fully vaccinated because so far these vaccines have just kept leading to you'll need a shot. And then next year you might need another shot and maybe another shot in between that. So I don't know that they're ever going to go back to the term fully vaccinated again. And like I said, that's a frustrating thing for a lot of people. If I were offered a booster shot right now, I would decline. I, I would say no. That's just me. For my own reasons, but at this point, I'd like to learn a little bit more. I thought we knew what we needed to know, but apparently we don't. It's still changing, and that's why they won't commit to it. And I think I'd rather wait until we have a few more answers. That's me personally. I will not be lining up for my booster shot. Now, are they going to change the definition of vaxxed? If they do, then I've got another tough decision to make. And we'll have to deal with that when it comes. Let me read you a few stories here. You tell me if you need more information, okay, Kat? Deal. Woman getting ready to celebrate her 10-year anniversary. Hmm. Great. She opened up the newspaper. Weird thing to do, but she did. And to her surprise, that is how she found out her husband had had an affair. What? What was in the newspaper? And who picks up a newspaper? That's what I was wondering. That was the shocking part of the story. You had a fucking newspaper? Let's end this right here. That is incredible. And you read it. Really? And you knew somebody in it. Crazy. She was going through the paper and she saw a picture of her husband. It was the birth announcement. (gasps) The husband was with another woman and their newborn son. No. She didn't know her husband was having an affair, let alone that he had another kid. Mike, I want to interview this fucking guy. How did you figure you were going to get away with this? And did you seriously think that the best place to hide was in the media? Did the other person know? I don't did, know if the or, other person or, knows. Because it, it amazes me, Scott, how many people get away with living double lives. Like, it's not even like, okay, I'm cheating on, either my mistress knows, you know, or whatever. The guy I'm cheating with, he knows that I'm with someone else. And we, we find time when we can and we sneak around. Mm. But there are people who flat out live double lives. We're like, hey, I'm going away for work for the weekend. No, they're fucking living with their other person. It's crazy. I, I need to know more information on this. Would you like me to give you one more tidbit of info from it? Yes. It's their second child. (gasps) They had a girl a year and a half earlier. Shut the fuck up. That's crazy. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she had no idea. No idea. Not not an inkling. No red flags. Nothing. Not even a woman's intuition kicked in to say something's not right here. My question is, what about the money? You would know, and it costs money to have kids, whether it's just for diapers and formula or support or whatever, you would notice money is disappearing out of your account. It would have to be. I mean, yes, but at the same time, you never know. Uh, Everybody's different. It's possible that he had his own accounts and she wasn't the type to, to snoop on his shit. So she just trusted that everything was legit and it obviously wasn't. Next one. Waitress in Georgia... 
Her name is Jasmine Castillo. Just got a really great tip. And here's how it happened. The customer is named Rita. She posted about this on Facebook. She was at IHOP and she says she was super impressed with Jasmine. It was crazy crowded and our waitress was stretched so thin, but she remained professional and kind and patient and just overall provided amazing customer service. She said the service inspired her to leave a generous tip on her $30 bill. She left a $20 tip. Oh, that's very nice. Sure. Jasmine said, are you serious? And she said, yeah. Then I handed her another 20. That's now a $40 tip on a $30 bill. It's a 110% tip or something. So Jasmine's like, holy fuck, this is great. I was busy and, and I need this money. I mean, it, it's tough right now. And she admitted to the customer that she's been struggling financially. So Rita said, you know what? Give me your, uh, your cash app. Give me your address on there. I'm going to surprise you. And Jasmine was like, okay, all right, here's my account. That, by the way, for those who don't know, is how Americans transfer money back and forth. Yeah. They don't have it's the like interactive e-transfer. It's like a PayPal. It's very similar, or a Venmo yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So she uh, she transferred her $500 wow. to Jasmine. And Jasmine was obviously ecstatic. She's now made $540 in tips on a $30 bill just for being good at her job. That's amazing. But when Rita posted about this on her Facebook a whole bunch of other people on her account saw it and thought, oh, this girl sounds great. I want to help her out too. $10,000 has come in so far. Damn. $10,000. That's incredible. You know, there's a lot of people who are doing this though. They're leaving those generous tips and I think that's amazing. 99.9% of those tips do not make the news. This one did, and it's a great story, but even if it doesn't make the news, you're still doing something pretty great if yeah. you can help out with some cash in particular over the holidays. Yeah, and everybody has a story, and they don't necessarily get a chance to tell it, and nobody somet- nobody asks. In this case, she had a chance to tell it from someone who was interested, and and boom, look what happened. It's It's not easy to sit there and be like, hey, I need help, I need money, but the fact that someone started basically started this whole train for her That's pretty incredible. At the end of this podcast, which is about six minutes away, we're going to replay what started this morning on our FM radio show. We're doing the 10th annual Scott and Katz Christmas list. And this started off as an idea that we came up with literally a decade ago. (laughs) It's it's the 10 year anniversary of that. And, And the reason we did it is because there were so many people that were doing everything right. They are, they're working hard. They, they're working two jobs, three jobs. They got a side hustle. But for whatever reason, the circumstance that they found themselves in means that they're going to have to look their kids in the eye and say, don't get too excited about Christmas this year. Santa might not come this year. This isn't a good year for, for us. Mm -hmm. And I, that fucking guts me, Kat, when I hear stories like that. So we started this to make sure that the people who were in that situation got what they needed for the holidays. And it's actually turned into a real cool pylon kind of thing because we talk to these people every morning. We will be until Christmas. And and this morning it was, uh, you, you'll hear the call coming up. So we helped. And then after we air these calls, people start calling the radio station saying, you know what, that story touched me. That story moved mm-hmm. me. I want to kick in too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a $500 prepaid Visa card to make sure that they have everything they need on top of what you guys did. And when that happens, it is life-changing for these people. Yeah, that's probably my favorite part is, is people connecting with other people or connecting with their stories. Maybe it's because they found themselves in that particular spot. That's one of my favorite circumstances is when someone reaches out and says, hey, I want to help that person because that was me. That was me just a few years ago. There's some that we don't even uh, get to do on the radio just because we don't have time and radio still full of rules and stuff. Uh, but I mean, I personally have taken on some of mm-hmm. these families that have been nominated and just said, you know what? Here's everything you need. Here's yeah. the cash you need or here's the yeah. gifts you need. My family and I do that every year, too. It's, it's nice. If you, can, if you can manage to do it, it makes such a huge difference, you know, and it might be nothing to you. Like I look at the amount of toys and I did. I, I spoiled my kids this year. My kids have a shit ton of toys. It's crazy stuff. Do they need it? No. But obviously, like, I'm a parent and I want them to be happy. But then I think about other kids not getting that. Not okay. So I'll, I'll donate left, right, and center as much as I possibly can to try to make sure that there's gifts under the tree for every kid. Every kid deserves that. How are you feeling today? Good. Yeah? yeah. You, you tired? 
I'm really tired. Now that you mention it, I could use a nap. I'm fucking exhausted. It's <laughs> Monday and I'm tired. I slept in twice this weekend and Did I'm you? still tired. Yeah. That's why this hits home. 2,000 people took the survey. 59% say that spending so much time at home because of the pandemic in particular has zapped their energy level. Oh. 58% say they feel disjointed and unfocused and catching a few moments of sleep doesn't appear to be the solution. Over half, 55%, say no amount of rest leaves them better the next day. They are physically and mentally exhausted all the time. Wow. I feel that. I feel exhausted all the time. The physical exhaustion, yeah. I mean, sometimes you can cure that with a nap or rest or if you can manage it, if you can even manage it. Some people don't get that break. You know, be lucky if you can be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go take a, 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 a break right now. I'm going to take a nap. No, nope. there's people that have to either constantly work or they're looking after their children. They're doing all of the daily things that they have to do and they don't get a chance to rest. But the mental one, that's the hard one to try to solve there. Yeah, I don't know how to get over it. I mean, Being I've tried mentally, drinking coffee and I just drank myself into basically coffee immunity. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> even work on me anymore. Well, that wasn't very fucking helpful. You could have espresso, espresso at night, can't you? Like that's that's insane. That's great. I drink a double espresso about an hour before bed, and I have no problem Nothing? falling asleep. That's wow. how tired I am. But I mean, we're all there, right? I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm not looking for sympathy because everybody's in the same boat. We're working harder. We're putting in more hours. We're stressed about all the shit in the news, and yeah, people are tired. I totally understand that. I, I really, really do. Uh, let's talk about marriages. There are some people who will propose over the holidays. Yep, yep, very, very common. I don't love that. I don't love the idea of sharing that proposal with the family and extended family or friends or whomever. Oh, in front of people? With yeah, the Christmas I'm with tree. You. I'm I would rather you. it just be personal. Yeah. A new study looked at what women want in a marriage proposal. Okay, a study of women, huh? It's a study of women. Okay. 66%. Say they want a private setting. No elaborate public displays. Hmm. About the same amount, say it should also be pre-planned, not spontaneous. I Are there people that propose just on a whim? That are just like, oh, oh look at the falls. They're beautiful. Will you marry me? Yeah. What? I think that all it takes, Scott, is for a moment you feel like is good Maybe a couple of drinks in, uh, right? Maybe you're feeling good. Uh, you know, you're you're on holidays, so you're surrounded by you know all relaxation, fun things that you like to do. It's like a little vacation. You're like, you know what? Fuck it, let's get married. You know, ah, that's awesome. I guess. But you, do you it, have a ring just no. in case you feel the whim, or is it like an Maybe. IOU on the ring? Maybe. Um, I'll get you next time. That- <laughs> Next time, uh, I owe I'll ask again. I I don't know, but can I just say I don't think it. I don't think the ring matters. I don't think the ring matters. I mean, I was proposed to with a ring. Not everybody is, and I think that's okay too. Really? You can still ask the question without the ring. But the yeah. ring is what makes it a deal. Okay, see, you're very traditional, aren't you? Well, I mean, that was the whole point of the ring, is we acknowledge that we have an an engagement. We should just, you know, scrap it. Scrap it. Whatever you want to do. And if you're feeling good, and you're with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, and you're like, let's get fucking married, and that's how you want to propose, if that's true to who you are, you do it. And if they say no, then are they really for you anyway? 85% of women say they feel there's more pressure on their partners to plan a unique proposal than there was back in their parents' generation. Well, their parents' generation, I mean, I do think that now, especially in a social media world, there's a ton of pressure. Because not only do you want to try and get that moment, that proposal, let's get it online, maybe we go viral, or... Just the ring. You want to put the ring online. Something. Everything has Mm -hmm. a visual now. Sure it does. It's not just a story to tell. And that's why you do have to go above and beyond to create that good proposal. But it seems that you women are very fucking picky about how this gets done, considering you have zero responsibility in all this except to answer a question. Yes or no? No, don't give me that bullshit. Mm. Nearly all women, 96%, say they expect... To have some involvement in the selection of their engagement ring. And now they no longer 
prioritize the size of the diamond. Now you must prioritize it being personalized and unique. Those are the top two things above size that matters. And yes, women do want a diamond. yeah. But if you get like a real cool design ring, one that she obviously likes because 96% or 85% want to have a part in all this. Once you get the right ring, it doesn't matter how big the diamond is. It just has to be the one that she wants and it has to be unique and custom. She doesn't want that one that's in the display case at People's Jewelers. She wants something different. Okay. I think no matter who's proposing who and who gets a ring, a man or woman, I think a customized option is always good. Make sure that it's, you know, custom to that person or, or the you you th- you assume if you're going to propose to someone, you kind of know what they're into. And maybe that's a maybe I'm wrong there. But you should know roughly what's right for them. And if custom is the way to go, great. I don't think anybody would say no to a nice custom ring. I don't think so either. What if it's custom in the sense that it was customized for my grandmother and I'm giving it to you as a family heirloom? Is that t- I know that there's people who do it. There's some people that love that yeah. and, and carrying on that tradition, but some people who don't want to hand me down, sure, which is essentially what it is. I, I know when you say it like that, though, ugh, it doesn't devalue. It no. doesn't go down in value. So to me, if there's a, love, a nice love story behind it, yes. If grandma ended up, you know, murdering a grandpa over there <laughs> in his sleep or something, yeah, I don't want that ring. That's pretty negative. I don't want that bad, <laughs> that, that bad voodoo shit all over me. No thanks. Give me something nice. If it's a beautiful love story and and and, and grandma and grandpa or, or grandma and grandma, I don't know, were married for fucking years, and you gave me that ring as a symbol of love because that meant a lot. That relationship meant a lot to you, and now you want to pass that along. Oh, okay, cool. You can modify it a little bit, maybe. Modify it slightly if you wanted to. Cost money, but you could. There's some ugly old rings there's out there. There's some very ugly old rings. Now, there's also some ugly contemporary rings. Yes. But at least you can work with that and you've got other options. Yes. There's only one of the old ring. So- or say fuck it to all of the rings and do whatever. Get a tattoo. My cousin has a tattoo. A Instead tattooed a ring. ring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people do that. Uh, a rubber ring. Depending on what you do for a living, maybe that's easier for you. Maybe th- Maybe you don't want to wear a ring. Buddy of mine doesn't wear his wedding ring at work, and his wife is totally fine with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who can't just because of their profession, yeah. so a, a real nice ring would be wasted on them. Right. So that's right. the case there. Back to the original point, the vast majority of women do not want to be proposed to in a big, elaborate public display. Yeah. They want it quiet, private, mm-hmm. intimate, and from the heart, well-planned, with a ring, but not in public. Woof. Woof. No wonder there's That's so much fucking list. pressure these days. See, and my number, my one thing, and I think my husband knew, was not public. He knew that I didn't like it. I, I feel uncomfortable. I'm not even talking about me. If I see a proposal, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't know what that says about me. If, if that's weird. I can't even watch it. Like, The Bachelorette, you know the ending of The Bachelorette or Bachelor when they're like, proposal part? I, I don't like watching it. It's awkward. I, I think it's awkward. I don't want to watch your love story unfold in front of my eyes. I, I, I think that's for you. I think that's your moment. Weddings are one thing because you're doing it in front of close family and friends usually. But if there's a proposal happening in the middle of the fucking parking lot somewhere that I don't know why someone would propose in a parking lot. Why would somebody do that? I don't know. Let's say you met there and that's a, mo- that's a moment for you. I don't want to watch it. Like I feel really uncomfortable. Yay! Let's just sit here and clap. I don't fucking know what's happening. Like well, it's weird. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like being a part of it. So I didn't want it to happen to me. Well, people who are getting ready to propose before you go and harass MLSE to put it up on the fucking jumbotron <laughs> at a Raptors game or something, yeah. just keep in mind the vast majority of women don't want that. I want to know when it's going to get even more normal for women to pop the question. That is something that still hasn't become mainstream. And I love seeing it. I love seeing it. I love when you hear that, you know, whatever the circumstances is not the traditional. It's not the traditional shit. Not even down, you know, down on one knee, like the whole fucking traditional shit out the window. I love seeing that. Something different. Okay, so if we're not doing it in public... And private is typically ideal. What about, though, the holiday proposal 
or the New Year's proposal well, with friends and family okay. around and you're rocking around the goddamn Christmas tree and having a great merry old well, jolly time and boom, somebody gets down on one y- knee. You don't, I mean, that's awkward. Again, it's awkward. Like, I find it awkward. I don't care if it's like a family member of mine that's I agree proposing. I would find it awkward. But what I would say is if you want to do it around the holidays, I think that's lovely. There's nothing wrong with it, yeah. I think. But do it in a like privately and then tell everybody. And then you can make the announcement on Christmas. That's fine. Make the announcement on New Year's Eve. But or take them away if that's the day you want to do it, but you have a family thing. You know, that's my opinion. I know some people would love to do it in front of their family and friends. Maybe they have a grandmother that's been bothering them for years. Why don't you get married? And they want to do it in front of her. Oh, that's fucking great. Fine. For me, I feel awkward. I feel awkward. Me too. I don't want anybody around. I don't even want her to look at me, to be (laughs) honest with you. Don't watch. You know, I'm going to get down on one knee behind you. Let me, wait, let me put my blindfold on. Let me do this. Hang on. I don't know where the fuck you are. Where's your face? There you are. Okay. I'll, I'll just point, I'll point my face in that direction. But. Can you just sort of put your hand a little closer? I can't quite find the finger. I don't know, wait, what are you standing on your hands? What's going on here? <laughs> we could go on for another oh, hour, we but could. we won't. Uh, Have a great day, everybody. Uh, stick around because coming up in just seconds, you'll hear today's call on Scott and Kat's Christmas we list. We said six minutes. That was about 25 minutes ago, I think. But that's okay. I'm glad you stuck around and waited. I think it was 13 minutes ago. <laughs> Whatever. We've never been good with timing. Let's. Who's kidding who? It's true. Have a great one, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Hello? Hi, is this Narissa? Hi, it is. Good hey. morning. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. It's Scott and Kat from 91.5 The Beat. Good. How are you? Good. Well, you know, I... Uh, Wow, I was just reading over your nomination for Scott and Kat's Christmas list. You went to 915thebeat.com and told us a bit about your story. Um, Narissa, do you mind telling everybody uh, what's going on with you right now? Yeah, fill us in. Um, I'm I'm just like a newly single mom, and obviously there are some financial issues with that, and I have four kids, so um, having no income and being in school full-time, it's definitely not going to be an easy time of year. For me and my kids. Right. Oh, you've got four kids, and you're four a n- kids, yeah. newly single mom. So I'm assuming the relationship yeah. ended. Yes. How old are your kids? Um, ten, six, four, and two. Oh my God, you're you're a busy yeah. girl, and you're a student on top of that. Yeah, I'm in nursing at Conestoga. Wow. How do you do it? How do you find time to I, raise four kids and and continue your education and do all of the things that need to be done in a day? I just have to. I don't have a choice. <laughs> uh, you had mentioned in um, your nomination to us that you have had some trouble paying rent recently. Yes, I have. And how how this is that? This month has not been covered, so I mean, it's a little nerve wracking because I don't know what that means, um, right. living situation wise. Hopefully, they're going to be easy on me. But wow. And I mean, if if rent is a struggle every month yeah. then what is christmas looking like for those four kids of yours yeah not not great <laughs> for sure do you do you have some stuff for them or is even that a stretch um yeah like i could get some resources in the community so i was able to get a couple things but i mean not things necessarily that they wanted um just because i mean i get what i get kind of thing right so mm-hmm. i'd be grateful for that but that's why i i chose to apply just because if I can get help somewhere else, then that would be awesome. <laughs> right, right. Is basically you're on your own. Yeah. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are the kids excited? Very excited. They're counting down. My my four year old is not really like sure what timing yet, so he keeps thinking there's four days. Well, the absolute last thing that we want to even think about is your kids waking up on Christmas morning and, and not having a Christmas morning. So your story really touched us. We want to thank you again for nominating yourself. We're going to try and turn things around a little bit and make sure that there's presents under the tree, not just for the kids, but also for you. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you guys so much. You have no idea. I, I can't even think of anything else to say but thank you so we haven't even told you yet (laughs) well let me tell let me just (laughs) just having the option to like even just hearing that you guys are willing to help is just 
amazing. Well, I'll tell you something, Narissa, is that what we're seeing over and over again in a lot of these nominations, um, particularly this year, is that yes, there are some resources, and you did mention some in, in the community, and, and we're so glad that they're there, but the need is so great that it's yeah. hard to get everybody. That's what we found. Yeah. Like there are some places that just they want to be able to help, but there's not enough to help everybody. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, the the smallest thing that we can do is you can can help somebody else. We're happy to do it. And it's not us. When I say us, I mean this year, this is powered by Access Storage, our friends there. Charm Diamond Centers have stepped in. Tony Joe Hall, always so generous, and Waterloo Amazing. Honda. And Narissa, together, we would like to give you six hundred dollars oh my gosh so you can go ahead and use that for whatever you need to i mean if you need to get it get by for rent definitely put something under the the christmas tree for the kids with that would that help out absolutely but i can't even thank you guys so much i really appreciate it we can do better yeah we want to also uh make sure that you get something special if you choose to to keep it for yourself or you can give it away and not tell anybody but we also have a 500 hundred dollar charm diamonds gift oh card my gosh <laughs> wow i'm i can't eat, i'm speechless i thank you guys so much you're welcome well thank you so much for reaching out absolutely we want to wish you and your kids a very merry christmas and hopefully 2022 is a little bit better to you than this year was Fingers crossed. I got high hopes, so we'll see. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy. Well, this is fun. Margaritaville just announced its own cruise line that will start sailing out of Florida in the spring. A Margaritaville cruise out of Florida, what could possibly go right? But it sounds pretty cool. They even uh, line the hot tub rims with margarita salt. The CDC believes the Omicron variant was first appearing in the U.S. during a recent anime convention in New York. Damn, the one time they leave the house. Here's some uh, good news. I saw the jobless claims have dropped to the lowest level in 52 years. That's right, everyone's working. In fact, for the first time ever, contestants on The Bachelor don't have to make up a fake job. New York City will require all children over the age of five to show proof of vaccination before dining indoors or going to an entertainment venue. Because if there's one thing a five-year-old can do, it's keep track of a small piece of paper. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.